Welcome to the Fencing Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Gavin. And here we are at the Challenge SNCF Rousseau, the Men's Epi World Cup, which mm-hmm. we've been commentating at all day. And as a special treat, uh, we're joined by um, a guest host, uh, Dave Baker. Fantastic to be here, guys. Really happy to be uh, really happy to be invited. So you've had a very busy weekend, uh, mainly refereeing. Um, joined us for a bit of commentary in the what was the last sixty four, last thirty two yep. sort of stage, and then uh, back again to offer your expert views for the final as well. Very, very kind of you guys to have me involved. Mm-hmm. Um, feel very blessed to be here. <laughs> blessed. I like that very much indeed. <laughs> um, uh, just before Gavin, I uh, waffle on. Um, uh, well, tell us about your weekend. I mean, it was a massive competition, 373 fencers starting out originally, That's the one, it? yeah. So a record, I've been told. Um, 69 countries, um, yeah, 370-something fencers, which meant, you know, your usual three rounds of pools, but then a lot of elimination matches. So we left the venue last night at 8.30. It was, it was a long day. I mean, great fencing. Um, you know, the quality, the caliber of the athletes is, is absolutely world-class. But, yeah, they don't get much bigger. Um, so yeah. the Paris and Heidenheim is, uh, are the two big ones, and, and everyone turned up. Yeah, there's absolutely, absolutely nobody's. Actually, when I think about it, there was somebody missing. No Paolo Pizzo. He's uh, injured, though. Again? Yes. Ah, uh, that's bad. That's bad. I'm disappointed to hear that. Okay, so shall we turn our attention to, oh, well, sort of mean... The main fear of your hike, the lots and lots of early departures. Shall I give you a quick run through, and you can have a wee sob gav at the number of <laughs> Japanese fencers that yeah. uh, uh, got one fight and then had to go home again. Uh, out in the last sixty-four, Minobi, first fight of the day that we were commentating on. Boo. <laughs> um, Alexanin of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a bit of debate actually on whether he. <laughs> He'd made it through the cup, but in fact he's Kazakhstan? currently ranked currently ranked sixth or seventh. Kazakhstan. What did I say? Ukraine. Oh my we can edit that out. Yeah, we probably that, we'll make that in post production. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I won't message you this time. It's fine. I, th- I think you overestimated <laughs> the, the powers of our post production, particularly for this one. Cano. Yeah. Um, boo. I'm not going to say boo every single time. Yeah. So that was first first two fights of the day, I think uh, it was. To be fair, Minobi um, and Kano both gone. Yeah, to be fair to Kano, the, the guy who was fencing was about five times larger than him. That's uh, Rodriguez, right? The yeah. Colombian. Yeah, he's yeah. monstrous. He's, he must be pretty close to seven feet. He was uh, massive. Yeah. And some. I mean, yeah. that's. I mean, Epe looks like a toothpick. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, Minobi looks, looks small against most fencers, but mm-hmm. he looked particularly tiny. Yeah, he looked like a nine year old child. Well, as opposed to the usual 12-year-old child. <laughs> yeah, <he's exactly>. <laughs> yeah, so that was a tough day for him. Um, Kirsten McDowell, also diving into 64. Uh, Chimini, Novozhilov, and Vervalian all, all went into 64. Yeah. Well, it's it tough. Oh, it's, it's it is epic, yeah. I, know, I shouldn't say surprised anymore when, when I get all these sort of big names going straight out in the 64. But, uh, yeah, I tough think, work. I think there'll be a few losing the top 16 places after that. I think a few of these guys had points to defend. I mean, looking at Baz, I'd be looking at Novo. Uh, true, it's, true. Yeah, get, I, I think Baz was 15th coming into this, and uh, yeah. a, a last 64 is not going to help his cause for staying in the top 16. Uh, conversely, there was a couple of sort of biggish names just outside the top 16. Uh, I think, I suppose, Max Heinzer is yep. the sort of most obvious one who was 17th coming in. 
have to battle his way through day one, um, and we'll talk about him again a little bit later on because he had quite a good day, and I suspect we'll be bouncing back up into top sixteen again as a result. Yep. Um, Thirty-two departures. Um, the big one there, uh, Yannick Burrell managing to blow uh, a very big lead yes. uh, against young Hungarian Matty Koch. Mm-hmm. God, that was a bizarre incredible one. match. Yeah, he I was totally, yeah, yeah. totally I was in control of things. Refereeing on a on a on a different piece, and so you only you, you can only watch some of it during mm. the breaks. But I, I mean, he was like five or six one up, and and yeah. and then maintained that lead. Yeah, and yeah. we're like, oh, good, Yannick's doing well, and you want the home favourite to, yeah. to to be up there. I think I was refereeing with a with a, a French colleague, and I was like, oh, fantastic. And we sort of looked over, and then it was. Suddenly he was down. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I didn't see the match. I was obviously had something else to focus on, but I, I don't know how it happened. Did, there, what, yeah, there, there was, what, it, what it was bizarre. He was totally dominant for the first half of the fight, was miles ahead, five or six hits up, and uh, he'd been pressuring Koch up to that point, and that was working absolutely great. Got this big lead, and then he sat back and didn't really seem to know what to do with it. Um, Koch, yeah. would, Koch was having to press, and um, Yannick would defend, and defend, but not actually do anything to score a hit. It was just like keeping him out, and some are going to get through eventually, and and enough of them did. Some mm. of the gaps tiny. Um, yeah, it looks like he's sort of kind of run out of ideas. Tries to push again, and he's oh, Epi's unforgiving, right? So you, if you start to make mistakes like this, you start to pile up, mm. and that's kind of what happened to you with, with Yannick for whatever reason. Maybe he choked slightly uh, for whatever reason. I can't see it, but for whatever reason. It, the, the mistakes piled up against him. To be fair to, to Matty, he has game changed on one of the breaks. I can't remember which one. He had a, a chat with his coach mm. when he came out with a different fencer. Yeah. So that pep talk was a key turning point in that particular See, match. The strength of Yannick is when he presses, right? He's a very yeah. strong, very yeah. physical, physically imposing yeah. fencer. I mean, it just doesn't seem right that you'd sit back and, and wait for, you know, an awkward. I mean, very awkward, mm-hmm. very hard to hit, often hits you when you think it should be a double. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems very odd. It doesn't seem like that's the way I'd, I'd expect Yannick to approach well, a fight. Well, Yannick, Yannick had already hit Matty several times with things like fleshes and uh, beat lunges, so it was really odd that he suddenly yeah. seemed to change. Yep. But, he just uh, satisfied with the lead and, and felt confident that he could manage it. see it out from there, mm-hmm. uh, waiting for, for Matty Koch to make mistakes, which he... I mean, I'm not sure that Koch particularly totally transformed his game, and it just uh, it was such a big switch from Burrell that seemed he, he did unnecessary. Change. He did change. I mean, I, he basically he he kept he kept the distance much closer against Yannick. That was the big thing, and then he would attack into Yannick if Yannick tried to do anything. And I don't know, Yannick just wasn't some for some reason just crumbled away. There wasn't anything there. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing for a variety of reasons because he would like Yannick. Uh, be it's his home World Cup and images him everywhere around the venue. He's the, the <laughs> yeah. you know the, the star of the show, if you like. And for him to dive into thirty two was uh, you know disappointing in a, mm-hmm. a number mm-hmm. of counts. Um, uh, Bogdan Kishin also in the thirty two. Jacob Hoyle, Marco Fakera. Uh, one of the young uh, French guys who we had difficulty finding out anything about. Uh, Nathan Fuji, who was an entirely unfamiliar name to almost everybody that I spoke to. Um, he'd obviously had to plough his way through qualifying. Uh, Dave, I think you were saying his ranking was 900 and something coming into this. Uh, yeah, we, we had to look him up. I mean, I'd never, never heard of him. Um, he, didn't even, he didn't even have a, a team mask. No. No, no it was, it was a his... nice little mask instead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the thing that threw, the, threw me the most. I was up with you guys in the commentary box, and it's like, well, it's a French fencer, but 
but with the you know with the wrong mask on. Yep. Um, <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Um, but you know, I guess it's one of those guys that's you know fifteenth or sixteenth in the French rankings, and so only gets defense one competition a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doesn't qualify to go with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and gosh, he's had two days two days to remember. Yeah, um, he's made most of it. Yeah, it's um, he fenced superbly. And, you How know, many points is he going to get for a thirty-two? Uh, so only four, only the four. But I suspect he'll get quite a lot of French domestic points. I suspect he might be at the next. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll run out of something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, look, that'll be next season, I suppose. I will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah next stop, next stop is Enel, uh, next stop Dusseldorf, and then uh, and then Budapest. So yeah, it doesn't get a chance yeah. to to run out again. But I mean, yeah. gosh, I must do wonders Put, for his ranking. Yeah, yeah. Bank for next season. And and you know, he's only young. I think he's only twenty-two or something. Yeah. So I mean, in in men's epee years, that's uh, oh, there's, a, there's a long way to go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he fenced really well. I really controlled the distance well. Um, you know, wasn't wasn't one dimensional at all. He looked, no, looked like a really good fencer. Some beautiful hits as well. Yeah, and then I guess only went out to um, uh, when he only went out to Sivitska, right? So, yeah. Who's again another young fencer that's you know now pretty firmly established in the sixteen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Maybe that's the way the uh, epee world's going. Is these you know. Young more, kids. More kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm not but, sure whether I approve or not, yeah. actually. <laughs> uh, we, we, we've said it before, just to sort of we've said it before that the future of Epi is and you have to be like a really, really good junior and you have to be really young to win it. Um, and then that turned out not to be true. So uh, <laughs> I think we've got some old men to talk about to talk about yet, right? Yeah. Uh, another young French guy, Luigi Middleton, made, made the thirty two. Mm-hmm. Pretty good performance from him again. I, I've also seen a whole lot of him fencing and I was quite impressed by, strong, by his stuff. Strong junior. Very yeah. strong junior fencer. Yeah, so that was good stuff. Um, having having got rid of all, all of these big names, um, our, our sort of big name departures in the last 16, uh, Lomardo, Santarelli and Sonfai. Uh, Sonfai losing out very narrowly to his young teammate, Matty Koch, in a, yes. a, weird looking, a weird looking fight. Another, another, another win, another scalp from the comeback kid. Yeah, because he was down, and he, then he wasn't down, and then he won. Uh, so, um, I mean, when when he wasn't actually fencing, Matty Cox spent quite a lot of time, um, seemingly arguing or discussing things uh, heatedly with the referee. How how would you best describe it? Is that is that a fair description? Do you think? Chippy. <laughs> Chippy. Um, <clears throat> so our quarterfinals. Um, I mean. Take your pick of which ones we talk about because there was lots of quality fencing in there. Um, Sangel Park uh, against a, another young Frenchie, Galley. Um, That's a great day for Galley, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I refereed his pool on, I mean, again, another one that, that you know had a lot of fencing to do on day one. I refereed his pool. He's yeah, young, tall, um, you know, that right level of aggressive. He's a good young fencer. He'll do well. Yeah. Um, and again, because I. I have to look it up, but for sure that's the best result he's he's ever had. Yeah, when I, th- I think Gav- yeah, Gavin, I were doing the commentary on on his match against Park, and and Park won fairly comfortably with this one, fifteen eleven. But uh, we did say that's a, a thoroughly good weekend's work for uh, for young Gavin, yeah. uh, and we were utterly confident that was a, a first last eight by and possibly his best result at senior level by. I think I think quite he's had a, a long week. I think he's had one other result. I think he might have got a last sixteen burn. I'd have to double check, uh, okay. but nothing, but literally nothing other than that. Right. Um, yes, closing against um, Svishkar. I'd managed not to see a whole load of uh, Gerglis Kluzi, the the Hungarian, up to that point, um, but he looked very impressive. 
Yeah, I was I was video I was video for that uh, for that match. I mean, it was actually two fairly evenly matched fences. They went they went pretty much toe to toe. I mean, I know left hand right hand combination, but but lots of distance. But mm-hmm. then when they came in, they mm-hmm. liked to find the blade. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was it was a very honest match. You know, they they both fenced very well. They scored the touches they want to, um, and then Siklozzi just sort of maintained a, a just had two touch lead throughout, and that's sort of where it ended up. Um, so which I was a bit. I'd say frustrated, couldn't couldn't quite make the actions he wanted to, and yeah. coach was getting a bit vocal. But um, uh, obviously, close he fenced fenced really well, he fenced well all day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, it's a um, you know a big result for a young fencer. Close he just out of juniors or maybe a year out of juniors. I mean, I think it's a year. Yeah, I think it's one year out of juniors. Though. Worth checking as well. I think he might be in the U.S. He was wearing a, a, a Notre Dame T-shirt as well, so he oh, might okay. be he might be in the U.S. Um, I mean, it's usually a bit of a giveaway, but um, you uh-huh. said they were, they warm up next to where the referee room right, is. Right, right. Okay. So I saw him wandering around with a, a Notre Dame uh, t-shirt on. So he might be he might be training, you know, studying and training out there. But uh, no, okay, we had a good chat after the match, and um, yeah, it was good. Really, uh, yeah, good young fencer. He's uh, so that I say that that next generation of Hungarian fencing, you know, clean in, with no uh, mm-hmm. Boschko, no Imre. Yeah, yeah. Um, these guys are the one's going to have to, you know, alongside, um, uh, you know, alongside the other fences that are... Uh, yeah, Matty Koch, uh, yeah. David Naj. It's, uh, uh, I, mean, I, I suspect I keep a bit boring about this in commentary, talking about how exciting the, the sort of young group of Hungarian epics yeah. coming through were. But, it's uh, really, Sompai is the only one of that team that's, that's a sort of stayed with it, right? Yeah, the, the last of the of, of that the kind of generation. kind of in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, but yeah, there's, there's sort of these young... 22, 23 year olds that are, are getting results as well. Yeah, right? so even, even younger, because Matty Cock was a junior this year. Really? Wow. Uh, and, and as I say, I'm pretty sure that Gregory uh, Seclusi only moved out of juniors last year, so right. f- first year senior. It's uh, And David Nash, the other one that I mentioned, is still, mm. you know, was a junior this year yep. as well. So that's that's properly young and exciting for for Hungarian well, fans. There's some pedigree there, isn't there? They, you know, they're well, yeah, they're yeah, well coached. Fair, and they're, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We well shouldn't supported. be surprised when Hungarians are successful at Epic. It was actually great seeing those two, um, let's say, statesmen of the sport in the in, in the hall as well. So mm. you had uh, you had Gabor and yeah, Geza, yeah. Uh, you know, there supporting, guiding. You know, you saw them in the in the back channels of the uh, mm-hmm. in the room. You know, yeah. arm around these guys and you know getting them through it. It's, 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 there's a lot of World Cup finals between between yeah, those two older yeah. guys. It's, uh, it's a, a rich heritage. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, They're very impressive. Very yeah. impressive. Um, so a third quarter final, uh, Russia's Nikita Glaskov against Ewan uh, Pereira. Uh, I mean, the score ended up fifteen fourteen, but uh, it felt more comfortable than that. Um, I and mean, I was kind of watching it slightly at the corner of my eye. It wasn't the match that we were commentating on, but um, Glaskov. I can't remember exactly when he he got a lead. Relatively late in the fight. And it seemed seemed decisive, and although it finishes at fifteen fourteen, it felt like a. To me, maybe, maybe I'm misremembering this, but uh, right. <laughs> feel free to correct me if I'm, 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 I'm wildly wrong with this. Yeah, I'm just thinking back to this. Uh, is it close one? Who was he fencing again? <laughs> Pereira. Oh, Pereira! Yeah, yeah. Um, Pereira came out and was up for up for it. Basically, that's what you were seeing, and. He had a very, he had a very definite game plan against uh, Glasgow, but it didn't quite pay off. 
So while Glasgow won, it didn't feel. It felt. Uh, it kind of sees back and forward. I, I was watching this one at the time. And no, we were commentating on the Park Galley fight, I think. Oh, were we? Uh, definitely keeping an eye on that. I can't remember what we switched to after that one finished. Mm-hmm. Were, there, uh, were there any Pereira antics? Yes. Uh, really? Well, we walked, he's, he's he walked in. He's quite animated and vocal and everything, but mm-hmm. nothing nothing really directed towards the opponent, I don't think. It's just a bit of showmanship. I'm yeah. quite happy yeah. with that. He ran in and he had, his, he had his entire team in the gallery and he came in and did a bit of showboating as he walked in. Yeah, I mean, next, next, I mean, French obviously were the ones making the most noise in the in the crowd, uh, but the, the Spaniards supporting Pereira would be would be next best. They were they were noisy and, yes. and entertaining. Yeah, they're a good team. They're a lot of fun. So yeah, uh, Nikita Glasgow uh, makes it through that one. And another fifteen fourteen uh, for a final quarter final with uh, Matty Koch beating Max Heinzard again. A little more disappointment for you, but a, a good day for Max. Um, as I say, he dropped out of the top sixteen. Um, I think he's back in there. I think, I think that, it's safe to I say. I think that will be enough to, to bounce mm-hmm. him back into the top 16 again. I, let's face it, Max must have must have been feeling done in by the end of that. That's a solid amount of fencing he's put in. Well, it'll be the longest weekend fencing that he's done for a, for long a while. Time. He's mm-hmm. not had to do day one for a, a good long spell, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, I mean, not very odd to see Max warming up on uh, 9 o'clock on nine o'clock on day one and it's always the you know you especially these big events you look at look at who's 17th in the world yeah you know <laughs> yeah and uh it's like, oh god max here we go um and you know fair play to him you know he dominated his pool got the victories he needed straight through you know didn't go into that mess of you know three yeah, ds i mean to hack your way through yeah. three fights just to get to the 64 yeah best yeah, yeah. avoid that if you can yeah um but no turned up and even in the pools you know it was he was real Max, you know, very um, uh, extroverted, very, very expansive fencing. It was, it was great to even in the pools. It was great to watch. Um, he's, you know, he's very unique. It's good to have him around. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I must admit, I, I know you're a fan, Gav. Mm-hmm. I have kind of mixed feelings, but um... well, you you know that I, I I dial back on my fandom when he he seemed to bring in this new weirdness into his game. Mm. And then you'd mention it to me, and I sat down and watched it, and I went, "Oh, I don't really like that either." So, you know, like, what I want is I want that kind of that nice, flowing, uh, aggressive, sort of spontaneous creativity that he, he seems to have. Yeah. What I don't quite like is this kind of the weird foot movements and the strange hand movements, reversing his shoulders. And I don't think it does him any sh- favors at all because when you watch him fence now, when he does that, he, he moves away from that fairly quickly after after losing a couple of hits. Yeah. So why bother? <laughs> so yeah, why even bother starting with it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, worth a worth one run out. But I think yeah. everybody else has gone. Well, yeah. I'm not going to be distracted by that. I'll, I'll wait till the real stuff starts. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, edged out by Matty Cocha, a fifteen fourteen uh, could have gone either way. Really, that was really close all the way through. This this is the one where Matty didn't have to come back from some stupid deficit. No, he didn't in this one. No, <laughs> I, mean, I, caught, I, I caught the end of it, and it was basically it was about a touch ahead the entire fight. And that's sort of how it ended. So it was mm-hmm. sort of eight seven, and then it was thirteen twelve, yeah, and then it was fifteen fourteen. You know, it was just, yeah. it was, I was just always a touch, always, always one point ahead, yeah, through yeah. the match. But again, more, um, more success for young Hungarians, mm-hmm. indeed. Semi-finals, Parks of Cozy, Glasgow Koch. They were quality fi- uh, semi-finals. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I was quite happy with the way that Park. Uh, manage to close it. So what we were saying during the 
during the commentary was this is all about how you set up and manage the distance. But Seclosi's uh, game plan appeared to be sort of taking about a half step back out of Sam, uh, Samuel Park's distance whenever he felt threatened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that worked for the first period, maybe? Uh, best part, two periods. He was a couple yeah. of hits up, I think, at the end of the second period. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, certainly well into the second period. Yeah. Hit with a lot of parry repost. Yeah. Um, but it did always feel like Park was testing him out and trying yeah. to get a feel for when's the right the mm-hmm. right moment to go, the right distance to go. And uh, once he got the hang of that... It, Park's got it a protocol. Park. You know what I mean? Park's got a protocal. <laughs> yeah. He's going to work you, th- work you through the protocol. He's going to see your distance. He's going to figure out your timing. And then he's going to make you dance like a monkey. That's what's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> it's, a, it's, an, it's an elegant description of uh, how it was. Yeah, it, uh, I mean, it was... It was pretty clinical. It was, and it was it was business like. I, I just love watching when Parks on his game like that. I just love watching it. I mean, we're 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 talking about this off off mic. It's uh, this kind of you don't see it from very many people, but this ability just to sort of put your hand forward into the distance, comfortable, and it, and it, it, he's exuding this aura of confidence. And you can just see that the the person on the other side is there. Uh, is immediately panicking because mm. they know that something's about to happen. Something bad. <laughs> yeah. Something bad is yeah. about to happen to them. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Is it this, or is it something just as awful? Just as horrible. That? Yeah. But it's, it's these absurd late parries, right? Yeah. It's just taking it, hands way back, taking it basically off my body, and then yeah, I'm just gonna, and then I'm just gonna flick you. I'm yeah. not even gonna go direct. I'm gonna hit you on the arm. Yeah. It's absurd. I mean, yeah. I don't think there's many people doing that. No. Really I- creative. Yeah, you step in and all of a sudden there's points in your face. Yeah. Is, is, that, is that the attack? So you try and parry it, but that's actually not the attack. He hits you in the leg instead. <laughs> I think I mean, surely it must mental. be. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, like the closest is probably Minobi. Mm. Minobi has a similar kind of sort of feel to him where he, he puts a point, yeah. you step in, he puts a point in your face and, you, and, and then dares you to guess what he's actually going to do. But it's definitely French grip not being French grip as well. Right? Uh, that's right, yeah, because yeah. Park does not use a French grip. Yeah. Yeah. Minobi, Minobi French grip is not normal French grip, right? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, no. it's, it's, I, it's love, a I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it's, uh, it's, um, yeah, it, again, not, not unique, but there's just not many guys in the world doing anything like that yeah. in terms of hand quality. But then it's also the, the, the control of the distance as well, right? Yeah. Like, there's no lazy step. There's no, no. big step in. They're really, um, yeah, and they're always, and they're always working you out. Uh, I mean, in the end, the score was fifteen um, thirteen, but as I say, part went from being a couple of hits down by mm-hmm. to being. A lot up, and yeah. he had a little bit of difficulty falling over the line. He was probably five or six hits up at one at one stage, and, and couldn't quite get it finished off until yeah. uh, uh, I think doubled out for a, a fifteen thirteen yeah. win. But um, a very convincing fifteen thirteen win, really, in the end. Yeah. And yeah, I was quite happy to see Park go through to the final. Yeah. And in the other final, we semi final, we had uh, Glasgow versus uh, Matty Koch. Matty Koch, yes, yeah, and we were. Wondering exactly how how Matty was going to get through this one. Yeah, he's been a comeback king all the way through. <laughs> yeah, he'd done it a couple of times already, but I think I think he kind of used it up. I think he was about eight two yeah. down um, in not a lot of time. Yeah, and with this one, you couldn't actually see a way back. I mean, I suppose you could have said that actually with his fight against Burrell, you know, how yeah, there's no chance of him coming back yeah. from this. But uh, uh, we were right on this occasion. <laughs> there was no yeah. coming back from it. Yeah, um, yeah Nikita Glasgow was. All over him had uh, Glasgow was clearly not falling for anything that uh, Cock was going to do. 
yeah, he was managing the distance. Whatever, whatever weirdness Cock might come up with yeah. to try and disrupt things, Glasgow was like, no, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll wait. I'll pick, pick my moment again to uh, flesh into yeah. it or um, or make a hit to leg or you know the whole variety of, of actions that uh, that he could score with in, in that fight. And it was um, it was pretty convincing. Yeah. A, a After a few hits, Cock was looking a bit deflated, and it wasn't there wasn't any coming back from it at that point. No, he he yeah. used his comebacks. Up, yeah, I think. exactly. But again, another another great day for a, a young yeah. fencer. Yeah, it's great to see Glasgow in the medals as well. I mean, yeah, was such a strong junior, 2010 world champion. Yeah, was so dominant, but just never really found it at senior level. I think he wasn't on the team for a mm-hmm. while. You know, he, he's a really, really strong fencer, mm-hmm. um, and has always been around, always been working hard, but you know, hasn't had that you know expected success yeah. at senior level. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, th- I think he yeah. won one of the first, very first World Cups that we talked about on the podcast, perhaps as far ago as episode two or three, and I think he won. It was probably burn in that case. The start season opener, and he looked absolutely phenomenal. And I thought, yeah. oh, great, we're going to see absolutely tons of this yeah. guy. And he's, I think he's barely been on the podium since then. It's almost one of those guys that I reckon if he got into the 16, it would be very hard to get him out of the 16. Yeah, exactly. But but pools and 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 um, and, and preliminary DEs are you know a cruel mistress, right? So, yeah, absolutely. So lots of banana peels to to, to to slip up on. And you don't even get into the second day. Yeah. It's, um, so the question is, is like when you're watching on fence today, particularly, he's so smart. He's so you know he's so good at picking the moment. Why isn't he doing better? Tiny margins, because it's all about the feel for the timing. Yeah. That only needs to be a, a little, little bit off, and suddenly these beautifully clean hits that he was scoring today with with almost everything. You know, moment to make his counter attack, when to launch his flesh, when to make the feint to hand and drop to leg. All, all the sort of classic Glasgow hits, these only need to be a tiny little bit off, and suddenly you're throwing yourself onto the other guy's point. Well, that's true. I guess if you're doing that in a pool, right? It's only a, it's only a, a, a match to five, right? So you know that mistake or those two mistakes are you know infinitely worse than mm-hmm. at least three times as worse than yeah. uh, uh, you know than a, than a DE when you you can work you can work it you out. You can work it's, out, yeah. It's true. Which is actually coming back to Max is how you know that he could translate you know his game from. You know the the fifteen touch yeah, approach yeah. to actually power through the pools. I mean that's can't be uh, not an easy task to get relegated yeah. back to <laughs> back to a nine o'clock start on Friday morning. Um, yeah, it does require a bit of a change of mindset, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was um, yeah, glorious stuff from Glasgow uh, against Cocky looked absolutely fantastic, and um, you know I, I did press you for a who's your money on before the final. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and you said, you confidently <laughs> stated Park. Yeah. I think we both said Park. <laughs> well, actually, I, 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 I'd said uh, I'd said Glasgow because it, it, it looked so so sharp. Um, but you have to be even side. sharper against Park. Yeah, there's an extra level up apparently from yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I made my prediction, uh, handed the mic over to you, Dave, to do, to commentate the final, and uh, and left it at that, yeah. which which turns out to have been an entirely wise decision. Yeah, because Park just uh, demonstrated how you deal with somebody like Glasgow. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. He's a couple <laughs> hits just... down. Uh, you blink, and all of a sudden, he's a couple of hits up. Blink, and he's a few hits up. He's five hits up. Yeah. Five hits up. Yeah. yeah, and it just it just suddenly happened. And even Glasgow looked a little bit puzzled. How did this happen? Why am I in this? <laughs> yeah, home? wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was on my way to a win here, and, yeah. and now it's almost over, and I'm on the I, end of a. I think on the end of a beating. Yeah, you called it on the commentary. It's just sort of just deflated. 
Glasgow just deflated, yeah. right? Very confident, first couple of touches, mm-hmm. ready to go. This and it just didn't work. Yeah, and and you just like suddenly you know comes off after the first period like a bit of a broken man, and yeah. then and then okay, cool, I'll come back with a I'll come back with a new plan, new strategy, and then you get hit again. Yeah, that's yeah. lucky though. Like, oh, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your new plans are just as bad as the first one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think I think the way it went was the second period started. I said, well, here we go. Let's see what happens. Uh, Glasgow, sure enough, does something completely different, which is to charge down at Park. You just immediately pound the Boston. So, fair enough. <laughs> Try that if you want. Uh, oh, God, yeah. yeah, it's hard work. I mean, he, he, he's so malleable. Park's so malleable. He just can adapt to the situation so well. Yeah. I mean, if he's fencing well, he is the best fencer on the planet. Yeah. Without without a question. He, no one changes. Like, I mean, he's not as dominant as, as Yannick, for example. Mm. He's not as, you know belligerent as, as um, Nikoshin or something, right? Yeah. But, but in terms of that ability to change quickly and to be able to yeah. really generate hits quickly as well, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's just he's, it's, it's, he's it's, so good. With Parker, it's, it's, it's intelligent and it's sharp. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's always an edge to it. So you, you, if you are going to try and set Park up, you have to be absolutely confident. You have to know exactly what you're doing. You have to rely on the fact that Park is going to buy whatever you sell him. <laughs> But the problem is, as soon as you start selling him something, he just shows you. Just, yeah. just throws something different in your face, mm. and it's now, now it's your problem. Now you deal with it. Come on, yeah. deal with it. And that's that's the point where you have to have to make a decision. Am I really confident finishing with my, my plan? Because maybe you do need to do that. But the truth of the matter is, Park's just going to hit you. <laughs> it's, it's a neat summary. Park yeah. is going to hit you. Yeah. Yeah. So in the end, a fifteen thirty win again. He had a little difficulty falling over the line, but uh... yeah, but I didn't feel in doubt. No. There, was a, there was a stumble at, at no stage, and then it was kind of like part of it was like, mm, okay, fair enough, and just double it. Yes, I've had enough this night. <laughs> exactly, <Yeah. laughs> time to collect my medal. It felt like an absolute. I mean, no, no it's fifteen thirteen. Felt like an absolute thrashing. Yeah, felt like an absolute pasting. Yeah, and you look at the score, and I know that you know he's only two hits away, and and you saw Nikita walk off shaking his head, going, "Oh God, I completely messed that up." Yeah, fifteen thirteen. That was bad. Yeah, but he felt like he's absolutely beaten up. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. What I mean, what a final. Yeah. What again, place. just to, just to say this again, it was the thing that uh, Park has is this kind of intuitive ability to put your put his point in your face. You know, you're Nikita. You know, you're coming in. You've got a French grip. You've got a plan. You maybe open the door to say, "Look, Park, you can attack me." But Park, who's an incredible attack, doesn't. He just sticks his hand in your face and says, "Well, now that's your problem. Now, are you going to deal with that problem, or are you not going to deal with that problem?" And then just just leaves it hanging there until you, you you make a decision, and then just tells you it's actually you just made the wrong choice. <laughs> yeah, again, again, <laughs> again. And it was a different choice from the one you made last time, and that was wrong as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, try again. Yeah, it it was immense. Um, yeah, Rainy Olympic champion um, on this kind of form, you, you'd be hard pressed to say he he won't be Olympic champion again yeah. in just over twelve months' time. Yeah. Although this time he's not going to be fencing uh, geriatric Hungarian. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, is, sorry, Giza. Uh, sorry, that is, so, that is so incredibly cruel. Yeah, I, I, you, you know me. I'm, I'm Emery's fan, but like, see, yeah, he's not. He's not. You not have an opponent looking for the party touch at that. Fourteen. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, five that, times. Yeah, that's, that may be true. There may oh, be something God. in that. Um, cut that out of uh, post production. Cut that out. Yeah. Can't, can't guarantee that I can. Uh, <laughs> can't see that. Uh, dear. Anyway, so fun. yeah, so that so that was our day. Um, Long days commentary, even longer days refereeing and, and 
and a bit of commentating for you as well, Dave. Um, so, so thanks very much to extending your day even further by coming oh, to talk to us. Always happy to be with you guys. It's, it's, and it's a lot be, of fun. Can we, oh, hang on. Stop, guys. We have another day to go. Yeah. It's endless epi day on Sunday. Just, just a couple of teams, right? Yeah, yeah, Just a couple? Yeah. It's a smidgen yeah. of epi. Keep saying 41, it's a smidgen of epi. 41 teams. Yeah. That will be, we'll breeze through that in no time at all. Exactly. It takes, uh, what, most of your life for one epi match? <laughs> That's all right. We'll get it done. No calls in teams, though, right? So we, we, we start eliminating them from minute one. Yeah. There's a lot of them there, though. Yeah. It's going to take a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah the, other, the other uh, covert reason for, for bringing you along here is because uh, I wanted to talk to you about your, uh, your Facebook page and your now collaboration with Fencing Net on the qualification for Tokyo 2020 and, and the process involved in getting yourself to the Olympics. So we're going to keep this short and sweet because yeah. it's been a long day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there, there are a whole load of permutations, but give us a, a high-speed rundown of how do I yep. get to Tokyo as a fencer. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's or if you need a lot more detail, you can either go to the FIE website and download their eight-page PDF and try and uh, go through the... Uh, go through the jargon. Okay. Or if, if I'm having trouble sleeping, I'll certainly if you, bear that exactly in mind. right. Yeah, yeah. The um the, the spreadsheet nerds amongst us will we'll have a lot of a lot of fun with that document. Um, the other easiest place to go is yeah, facebook.com forward slash fencing Tokyo. Um, but the simplest thing to do is if you want to go to the Olympic Games, if you're in the top four teams in the world, you will qualify. And that's now separate from Rio, where we had some uh, events with no no team event. Now everyone's got a team event. And so if you qualify as a team, your country decides. There's no other decision that's made, so the discretion's entirely with the country. So if you're top, top four team in the world, and then after that, you've got the best team from each zone. So that's going to be Europe, that's going to be Asia, that's going to be Pan Am, that's going to be Africa. Subject to, you've got to be, as a team, in the top 16 in the world. Uh, and so you'd see that, and I'd say, well, women's foil would be a classic one. You wouldn't necessarily have an African country. Mm-hmm. And so if there's no um, country from a particular zone, let's say Africa again, um, that would then go to the next best team not qualified. Okay, regardless of, regardless of zone. Regardless of zone. Exactly right. right. So it's sort of like a bonus round. So you've got to be in the top 16 yep. um, as a team. Um, generally, it means that you need to win your zonal championship. It means you need a pretty good result at Worlds. And um, I'd, I'd say about half. I, my guess would be about half the, the, the weapons will have. Um, you say, let's say typically an African team will or won't qualify. Yep. So that's all the team stuff. And that's about that's about 75% of the athletes that are going to be there. Yep. Uh, and so then we work out who's going to be there from the individual Perspective. So we take the same FIE ranking that you see on the website, strip out everyone from a country that's qualified. So they're all gone because mm-hmm. that's decided by the countries that have already qualified. Yep. And then we're going to look at who's going to qualify on an individual basis. And so we're going to grab the next best two individuals from Europe and Asia, only one per country. So you can't have two Chinese, you can't have two Germans, one per country. And then you're going to get the best Pan American and the best African. Right. Fenter. So that's your next, what are we then, six? Six, yep. Uh, and they go to the Olympic Games as individuals only. Yeah. Uh, so obviously no teams for those guys. Uh, and then finally, to round it all up, we get a nice little zonal qualifier. So winner takes all. Mm-hmm. Everyone in each weapon that hasn't qualified somebody 
yeah, either as team or team or individual. Basically, yeah. in men's foil, if you've got someone going to the Olympics, you can't enter the zone or qualify. But yep. you could enter someone in women's foil if you haven't. It's quite simple, really. Yep. Um, one competition. It's run like a normal competition, but only one entry per country. Winner takes all. You get the golden ticket. Yes, yeah, so you ta- go to the Olympics. Tiny competition, massive prize at the end of it. It actually can get quite big. I mean, men's men's epe. There might be 30, men's epe in Europe. There might mm. be 25, yeah. 20, yeah, which is yeah, a lot of contenders, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. Um, and so, yeah, so one per, one, per, one per weapon per zone as sort of the, the lucky qualifiers, the last, yeah. last chance. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, Japan will get eight places. And so that's in addition to the guys that they've qualified already. Yeah. So there's still a huge incentive for Japan to try and qualify as many people as possible. Um, because yeah, that means it that it frees up their, yeah, their exactly. So I'm, if I'm a Japanese women's saber fencer, I'm really happy that Japanese men's foil are doing well yeah. because that means that they're not <laughs> Good using for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Right. So there's no like perverse incentives or anything like that. So yeah. Japan get eight additional places. So, which would they'll use? I mean, there is a, a sort of a lucky loser uh, leftover system. Like mm. the, the, there's a commission that um, if Japan don't need to use their places, but I think they'll they'll use them all. Would good, be my a good guess. chance, I would think, that yeah, they will want all their homies. It's pretty rare. I mean, I think China didn't ha- no, have to use any of yeah, their... Yeah, so three... That was uh, Richard... Uh, yeah, mean, was Richard benefited. Richard yeah. Cruz benefited from that. Um, and there's actually an official system for that. Um, might be interesting in 2024. I think France might have a pretty reasonable chance of using most of their places. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think... Yeah. It doesn't... I don't think it'd be that super relevant this time. Yeah. Yes, that's how you get there. I mean, the easiest way to do it is to be from a strong country and do very well in the team event. Make sure you're um, you're in the team. Your your team's going well. Yeah, you're and, doing enough to keep yourself in the team. And if you're that's, not, that's plenty. And if you're not, then win a lot of competitions as an individual, and 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 fingers crossed, you're up there. That's no big happy. Just, you just went to just, 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 just Yeah, keep it simple. Just keep yeah. winning. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what you see is that it's actually the impact of one per country is very interesting. In turn, like if you miss out as a team event. So you yeah. looked at Women's Epe last time. Uh, Rosella Fiamingo, I think, won Zonal's silver at Worlds. And so Mara Navaria, I think, won two GPs. He yeah. didn't go to the Olympic didn't Games. Go. That's right, yeah. In second or fifth in the world or something because cause Rosella was just so high. Yeah. And, yeah, that's an Italian team that should should be winning things, right? Yeah. I mean, with that, that one, you look back and go, well, how come the team is not qualified? Yeah. That's... That's ridiculous. I, I'm sure we'll have situations like this again this time. Massively, yeah. So, I mean, that's really the the real focus. So, for anyone playing along at home, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't update the the results until the team results are in because it's yeah. such a driver uh, of of who's involved. So, yeah, five only five team World Cups. So, um, a quick a quick question yep. for you: do you as, Fencing is an individual sport. Yep. Do you think it's desirable that it continues to? qualify for the Olympics as a team sport. Well, it's, in- it's interesting. I mean, if you look at the way that we've got it set up now, you'd argue that fencing isn't an individual sport. You know, if you're looking at basically 75% of the places being decided by yeah, yeah, that's, team that's qualification. That's basically point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but team fencing, I guess, is always, you know, individuals against each other. But mm-hmm. um, I think the balance is how do you manage, uh, you know, with the restrictions that the IOC place on athletes, how do you balance having a full team event with also having a you know an individual competition as well yeah um, with a, a hugely growing the numbers that yeah. the IOC will allocate to fencing yeah because yeah. I mean if you're going to have eight teams that means you've got to have uh, 24 athletes 
um, and you're only looking at sort of well, I mean, 202 is our cap. Um, so yeah. you, it doesn't leave a lot of room, you know, um, for, for, for the individuals, which is, you know, pretty tough if you're from a small country. Um, doesn't, and, you know, with, let's say, little chance of getting through the team method. Yeah. Um, you, you, you're either reliant on having a couple of big wins at your zonal, and I mean, let's—I mean, the Pan Ams and Africans are the the, the classic um, ones. It's almost the biggest competition for them is their zonal championships for yeah, two reasons. You need to get a big point. You there. score, and it's less this time. So they've, it used to be a one and a half times multiplier. It's now just a one times multiplier. Um, so you get a lot of points, but it's also you're actually directly beating your competitors. Yeah. So I'm if I'm a Canadian, I'm actually beating my Venezuelan or Brazilian yeah, competitors, yeah. Um, advancing ahead of them, that kind of thing. So so you know in the next month we're going to have the the whole host of zonals, and you know you'd see last time there were a few athletes that got on the path to to Rio off the back of a very strong zonal result. So. Yeah. So they do take on a, an extra significance. Europe, it's not the same, obviously, mm. um, and that's a strength. That's really a strength thing. That's a stronger zone. But you see, outside of Europe, um, your zonals are—if it's not the biggest competition that you do, it's—it's it's not far off. Pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thanks very much for that, Dave. That for that explanation. Hopefully, that helps everyone to to get a, a better insight on how yep. how we're going to get athletes to. How athletes get to the Olympics. Um, I, I fear I may have left it just a little bit late for my own personal bid, so I'll, I'll point, <laughs> point not bother this time round. But thanks for talking me through it. Um, I think that pretty much brings us to the the end of our our working day. Here we are in the uh, in the bar or hotel, uh, drinking yeah. a beer and talking fencing. It doesn't really count as work, I don't think, but it has been a mm-hmm. uh, a glorious day of, of fencing competition. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, as I keep saying, this, this is the first time I've actually ever been here. Mm-hmm. I've been to lots of foil competitions here. I've never actually yeah. been to an epi one. That that just does, doesn't feel right to me. But uh, I'm glad I'm finally you got a taste for it now. Yeah, I got a taste for it. It's good. Yeah. So thanks again to the French Federation for inviting us along to do the commentary mm-hmm. and uh, uh, looking after us, uh, feeding feeding us deadly coffee in the press room. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, it's, it's it is rocket fuel. I don't think I'm sleeping tonight. No, no, no. I mean, my eyes are absolutely bulging. I, I know this is a it's a podcast, so you, you'll not get the full the mm-hmm. full effect of that, but. Uh, We've, yeah. got a, we've got a fridge of Red Bull in the referee's room. I haven't, uh, I haven't dared touch it yet, but uh, I think they're trying to suggest something. I think they want us to pay more attention. Trust me, you'd be far better off just uh, drinking the entire fridge full of Red Bull rather than setting about the coffee. <laughs> so, guys, thanks again for uh, for your company. Um, we're we're back behind the microphone tomorrow for the team event, and um, we'll be back to a, a more regular service discussing the rest of the stuff that's been happening this weekend uh, very soon. Yes. And that's goodbye from me. It is. It's goodbye from me. <laughs> you are a pair of morons. <laughs> <laughs>